episode eight of season three of Partnerships and Possibilities, a podcast on leadership. In this episode, what if? Hi, I'm Sharon. And I'm Diana. And we're going to be talking about leadership in organizations. Leadership in organization happens at all levels and takes many forms. So, Sharon, we um, last time we talked a lot about meetings and how to make meetings both efficient and effective. And in a funny coincidence, right after we finished recording that and getting it ready to, to go on the air, I got a newsletter from uh, the Axelrod group, Emily and Dick Axelrod. Right, right. And they had an interesting little article about maybe we don't need to have meetings at all. And with... <laughs> I know, I saw that. I and, saw that. And uh, I, so I thought that would be an interesting thing to talk about. It's, so the meetings you do have, you want them to be a good use of everybody's time, but there's also, do we really need to have a meeting every single time? And I think that's, that's interesting. And they gave some reasons why you might not want to have a meeting. Well, yeah, I and I remember that the first one that they had, um, which of course is speaks to kind of the same rule from Open Space, is that people would vote with their feet um, about a meeting's value. Yeah. Um, if people, if meetings were optional, yeah. Um, uh, it, I mean, I guess, I guess, lots of people talk about just eliminating meetings, right? And and. That gets rejected out of hand because we know people have to be engaged um, in conversation. So if instead of just eliminating meetings, if we thought about making meetings optional in the same way that open space is optional, you go where, you know, people vote with their feet, then, I mean, that would be one measure of whether people thought the meeting had value going in and whether they thought the meeting was being well run in essence yeah. and being productive if they stay right so that well, that's and one it would, and it would be interesting to say you know uh, for instance if i'm leading this meeting and actually i believe i have said this in the past if i'm leading this meeting i'm leading this meeting we're covering these things if at any point you feel like you've gotten everything out of the meeting you need, go ahead and go. Right. Right? Right. As opposed and, to... And do people ever do that? Um, <laughs> yeah, I've had people do that. I've had people do that, but not a lot. Of course. Know. Right. But, but the thing is, if you explicitly said that's the, that's the culture around meetings around mm-hmm. here, when, once you, when you're no longer getting value or you no longer have anything to contribute to the meeting, you get to leave... I mean, that would be, and it would just be commonplace. I mean, I have been in meetings where somebody got up and left, but everybody assumed that they left in a huff. Yeah. Right? Of course. Because they got up and left. Right. You know, that they they couldn't just do it gracefully and graciously because everybody would understand that, oh, well, they don't, they have someplace else they need to be right now. Right? Um, And so it would take that edge off of it. If it was just, this is how we do meetings. When you're done here, you you can go. So that would be interesting. What were some of the other things that they... Well, I remember another one was that um, whoever 
organizes the meeting or, you know, calls the meeting, um, that they would uh, pay more attention uh, to how they invite people because they would be more aware that people could just as likely as not say no. In other words, they might, I think the implication here was that you would go to perhaps more elaborate lengths to explain the purpose of the meeting, what you expected the outcome of the meeting to be, yeah. uh, because it's not a command performance. Right. So it's not just there will be a meeting to discuss blah blah it's there's a meeting to discuss X, yeah. I want you to participate or I'm inviting you to participate because I need your expertise on blah de blah. Right. Um, um, I'm hoping, um, or my expectation is that we will make a decision to da da yeah. da. Yeah. And it and it would it would be framed in a more compelling way. Yeah. Um, so somebody could decide if right. that really made sense to them. Right. I mean, this. I think this is such an interesting idea, yeah. really. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's for forever. I mean, starting with Norm Kurth and then with Esther and I in the retrospective books, our position has always been make your retrospectives uh, by invitation. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure that it's there's this sense of invitation to the meeting, not that everybody just has to show up as a matter of course mandatory meeting mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that there really is an outreach and but then make the meetings the, the retrospectives valuable in such a way that people want to show up sure you know that sense of of invitation to the meeting as opposed to you know command attendance or mandatory attendance because that you know if people are coming in dragging their feet reluctantly how what how good is their contribution going to be? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So, so that one made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we've been doing that for a while and I don't know that everybody who does retrospectives sort of follows that same line of thought, but sure. that certainly was the way, um, you know, that Norm and Esther and I had really conceptualized how retrospectives but, should be. Right. Yeah. But again, if, if the culture isn't such that it's really okay right. um, for people to get up and leave, that's right. Then, then you're like shoveling sand against yeah. the tide. So, yeah. I mean, this way of thinking about it would would embed it in a yeah. larger context. Yeah. And um, I think that would be really more effective. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, another thing that they talked about is that if all meetings were optional. Yeah. In essence, you could go to any meeting that really seriously interested you. Yeah. And and I know that the counter argument to that is well people wouldn't get their work done yeah. because they'd be running around. Well, and I yeah. that could happen for a week or so. Yeah. But then that's going to sort itself out because people right. are still accountable to get their work yeah. done. But Instead of this this phenomena that we see so often in organizations where people think that there are secret meetings, yeah. where st- the important stuff's really being decided, right. if you could go to any meeting and you could see if there was anything there for you that you really wanted to weigh in on, right. 
I think after a short period of time, it would sort itself. And you only have so many hours in a day or a week to get stuff done. You'd go to the meetings where you, you really can get value or add value. Right. And the other ones would just fall by the wayside. I mean, yeah. I remember how people um, used to uh, obsess about what it would have been like to go to the por corporate policy committee which was the very senior leadership at United Airlines, which in a huge organization like that, you know, and in the days when there was still a pretty strong hierarchy, was the top like seven or eight people in the organization. And everybody had this fantasy that they sat around and thought lofty thoughts, you know. <laughs> and so the first time I went to a, a CPC meeting and I saw the way the meetings were run and stuff, I thought, oh, God. It's just a bunch of old white guys sitting around, you know, shooting the shit and, and, and really not actually bringing it from my point of view, very good process to what they were doing. Yeah. No wonder they made such crappy decisions so much of the time. <laughs> but, but, but as long as it was closed, closed. behind closed doors, yeah. you know, people's fantasies were, were so much different than the reality. Yeah. Well, you know, that's interesting because, you know, for years and years and years, people have talked about uh, the, the value of open door management, you know, that, that managers could should have their doors open and stuff. But we really haven't talked in the same way about open door meetings. No, that's Which exactly is what really right. what you're talking about. Right. You know, the door is open. Anybody can pass by, hear what's going on. I mean, I do know that there are you know, confidential personnel decisions Absolutely. and things like that, where that wouldn't be possible. But certainly you could make that exception. Right. And um, I guess the other thing I think about with that is, you know, the meetings that both you and I have been to where everybody and their dog was invited and expected to show up at the meeting regardless of whether they had any contribution to make to the decision right. or not. Right. And that is kind of the dark underbelly of that. But I, like you say, I think that would sort itself out. You might have to go through that period of time, right. you know, where there were some inappropriate folks showing up at meetings, but people go to the things that give them value. Right. And if, if people could see that the meeting they were in wasn't really contributing, you know, wasn't enhancing their career path or you know, doing any other thing that other than contributing to their work, they would stop showing up. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and when, when you feel like in an organization, you know, you're being judged on whether you, um, whether you, you do the right things and show up when at all yeah. the meetings you're supposed to show up and you leave work with a full briefcase or whatever, and whatever. And stay late. And stay <laughs> late, right, of course. And all of that is is part of how you're held accountable as opposed to the results you produce, yeah. then I think it would be pretty easy to get all of this very confused and very yeah. messy. Yeah. But that's management's job. Right. You know, if they can't figure that out, right. uh, maybe they ought not be managing. Right. Well, and that one, I think, you know, anybody can show up at any meeting would have to follow on and every meeting is on point and valuable. Right. You know, the first the first point that you talked about. Right. Because 
um, you know, if it's if it's a meeting that's wandering and not really adding value, that sends a whole other message. So, so some of these I think build on others. Uh, some of the the points about what hap what would happen if you make meetings optional build on other ones. You know, at base there has to be the meetings have to be valuable. Right. And that that idea of knowing what the purpose is, knowing how you're going to use people's time, knowing what outcomes you want, knowing what contribution you hope to get from people and who might best contribute and doing all of that thinking ahead of time, which is some of the stuff we were talking about in the last podcast. Exactly. Is, yeah. is the basis right. from, you know, from which you could le take the leap and say meetings are open door and they're optional. So yeah. if, if somebody was really thinking about how to change their culture and their organization mm -hmm. about about meetings, you know, we might say, we'll spend six months to a year doing the things we talked about last week. Yeah. And when, when you feel like you've got a pretty solid base there, then maybe go to this, this kind of a model where right. meetings become optional. Right. Um, not try to do the two things right. together or all right. at once because right. it's too big of a leap. Right. Yeah, I, one of the things that was on um, Dick and Emily's list was that the, the opportunity for people to know what all meetings were going on and then what they would need to know about those meetings in order to choose which ones they felt they should show up at, which ones were going to be most valuable for them. And they list things like, what challenges are we going to meet? Are we are we facing that we're discussing in this meeting? What decisions will we make? What could be learned from attending this meeting? Mm -hmm. What contributions are needed from people? How you know? Is there going to be enough time? Is is the time both long enough and short enough? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So there has to be enough time to make considered decisions but not linger over them right so there's some sweet spot in the amount of time if people had that kind of information would help them decide what meetings should should we attend what ones should well we? and i think i i'd forgotten about that probably yeah. because that's but that's the most challenging yeah idea in there the the idea that in a good-sized organization you would have um, in enough time to distribute it out real time to other people, right. kind of a master calendar um, with every meeting potentially that's going on. When you think about the complexity of doing that, I want to see the program that could manage that. Right. I mean, well, it, 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 it would be an interesting algorithmic challenge. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I think it's yeah. ultimately doable. But but to have the technology in place to do that, you know, might be so difficult at the beginning. But maybe if you did it in a smaller, like in, in, in a one department. at one department, yeah. Yeah. you know, ultimately probably there'd be a way to put it together. And and if in fact somebody was thinking about, you know, their own career path and wanting to learn what people in another part of the organization do, right. that could be a wonderful way. Right. If they knew there was a meeting, they could pop it over. Well, but but yeah. I think that's a technical challenge to be mastered. Right. 
that we don't actually have in place yet? Well, you know, a lot of organizations, many organizations that I've worked in have calendaring, you know, where where everyone's right. calendar is linked into right. a central right calendar database and and uh people's you know you get invited to meetings and and your calendar gets managed that way and anybody can see your calendar and see when you're available which is the the other part of this which is right. the mandatory meeting piece right. i don't know how difficult it would be to flip that Right. I mean, because the meeting management software is out there. Right. Whether it was, whether it could be made, um, well, maybe, uh, you know, that the 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 optional, opt in, the opt in piece. To opt in. I mean, that would be very and, interesting. I want to opt in to to know about all the meetings within this boundary. Uh huh. And uh, and some of the meetings within that boundary. Right. And you know, and, and, but, and it could be other, unique to me. <laughs> and and but the other piece of that is to have the uh, ability for the system to be robust enough yeah. to to address all of these other pieces. Yeah. You know, not just the name of the meeting and the time. Right. I mean, yes, I I, I of course yeah. I see that too. Yeah. I I get yeah. those invitations, yeah. but but. The purpose of the meeting. Yeah, it wouldn't know, just be a little yeah, notes right. block at the bottom. There exactly. would actually be fields to fill in. Right, about, it's much more yeah. robust. It, yeah. it would need to be. And so, what we may, we may have a startup here, Sharon. <laughs> oh God, not me, not me. I think I will leave this so, to somebody. Who's, so we're gonna leave. we're just gonna give this idea away for somebody. So yeah. any of you smarty pants yeah. out there who think you could develop such a system. We'll be glad to consult with you on what it needs to do. <laughs> yeah. That would be a very fun idea. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've got other techniques for, you know, helping meetings really work, where where you work at, or things that have work, worked for you in the past, we'd love to hear about them. So please, you know, please leave any any clues and hints and stories and anecdotes in the comments and uh, we'd love to have the conversation with you about them. Thanks for listening. Please leave your comments on our blog or email us, info at futureworksconsulting.com. This has been Episode 8 of Season 3 of Partnerships and Possibilities. Thanks for listening. <laughs>